And so I would be hypocritical to be doing work with other people if I'm not doing the work still myself, right? So in order to be authentic, which is one of my, you know, missions is to be authentic, to speak my truth. I need to continue to do the work myself. And so it's very important to me to do that. And when I don't do that, or if it's a little bit like further along than I want it to be, you know, I have someone has to cancel and it gets pushed back a week. Like I feel the difference and I'm like, nope, my body needs something, right? So then maybe I'll increase the amount of breath I'll do. I'll do a little more Qigong. I'll, you know, I'll disconnect more from technology, whatever my body is telling me that needs to happen. Right. It's like the past few days, I haven't really been on technology because I had a migraine. There really was nothing that I needed to do. And my body was like, this is not happening. And so it will shut me down. And so I'm still learning that process, you know, 15, 20 years later, like, oh, you're going to shut me down now. Okay. I should have listened to the first instinct. Right. But again, we're human. So we're, we're infallible. We're going to make mistakes. We're not going to remember all of our tools. We're not going to be perfect all the time. It's a practice. But when you're aware of... Namaste, beautiful souls. I'm Shilpa, and you're tuned into the Omni Mindfulness Podcast, a sanctuary for spiritual entrepreneurs. As a holistic mindfulness coach and social marketing strategist, I'm here to guide you on a transformative journey. On this show, we explore captivating stories and provide practical tools that deepen your connection with your authentic self. Through the personal and professional narratives of remarkable individuals, we expand our consciousness and ignite the spark of possibility. Each season, I curate content that empowers you to create a holistic lifestyle encompassing spirituality, mindfulness, energy awareness, and mindset. Join me as we engage in conversations with experts in their respective fields and share solo casts from yours truly, all aimed at supporting you and relaxing, revitalizing, resetting your body, mind, and spirit. I'm your host and the visionary behind Omni Mindfulness. So what if just one story had the power to shift the trajectory of your life? What if you could become an instrument in helping others realize their true selves? And what if your soul's higher purpose lies in experiencing the joy of Omni Mindfulness? Remember, it's never too late to rewrite your story. Welcome to Season 7 as we embark on an, an exhilarating journey into energy awareness. In July, we explore the driving forces that fuel the lives of my guests, uncovering their passion and purpose. In August... We delve into the profound connection between somatic movement and vitality. And finally, in September, we explore holistic awareness, where mind, body, and spirit unite for transformative experiences. Stay tuned for insightful conversations, expert guests, and tools to cultivate conscious energy awareness. So let's dive into the season of energy awareness together. And my next guest is Amy Stein. Amy's mission is to educate and empower those who are struggling with their health on how to reconnect to their body's innate intelligence using Mother Nature as a guide. She finds that when we awaken to our inner light and wisdom, we can sync the mind 
with the body and spirit. Amy combines the power of plants along with energy medicine techniques and breathwork to allow you to live in harmony in your body and environment as your authentic self. And without further ado, here is Amy. I'm happy to be here. It is so exciting when I meet a fellow wellness individual who has a niche and something that I'm already passionate about. In your case, it's holistic wellness, correct? Yes, yes. Well, I think that ties in really well with the overarching theme, which is energy awareness. And just before we hit record, you were mentioning the moon cycles and how that affects us. Maybe we could start from there just because I'm so fascinated. Yeah, I mean, we don't have a lot of discussion around this in our society because we revere technology. But since ancient times, people have been following the moon, right? And the cycles of the moon because she controls so much. She affects the tides, the seasons, the weather. And so it also affects the body, especially the female body, because we're made up mostly of water, but we also are mostly energy, right? So energy is electric. And so the the moon has an electric frequency as well as driving water. So women typically are affected with their moon cycles. So most women cycle at the new moon, but some will also cycle at the full moon. And some like me will switch between new moon and full moon. So it's important to, you know, in holistic wellness is to honor the messages from your body, right? Rather than ignoring them, like Western medicine says to do, we want to honor and respect the innate wisdom that exists there just like the innate wisdom that exists in the moon and her cycles and the seasons and all of that mother nature presents to us. And so when we can become aware of how our energy, our physical, mental, emotional, spiritual health is being affected by things around us, we can learn to work with the body rather than against it. And just to step back a little bit for those who may not even be as well familiar with the notion of holistic wellness to me that's something that I've embraced from a young age and it means more than just the physical body it could mean the different layers of energetic body and emotional state intuitive mm-hmm. state however just to give a kind of a framework or definition for those who may not be familiar with it Amy could you share something about that um field Sure. I mean, as you said, we look at the body as a whole. So it's not just a part system. We look at it as the mind, the body, and the spirit, because all of it is interconnected and all plays off of each other. So a lot of people think that the mind gives all the direction to the body, but it's actually vice versa. The body directs the mind, right? So the body tells me, oh, we need water. And then I think, oh, I'm thirsty, right? So it's this whole thing that we're not talked about how the body operates, how the body is designed to heal. So with holistic wellness, we understand the idea that the body's designed to heal. The body's designed to keep us in a balanced state. Unfortunately, in our society, we choose to ignore the symptoms from the body. We choose to numb them. We choose to disconnect from them because we're taught that these sensations are either false or they're not real because we can't see them or that they really don't mean anything. It just means the body is broken, it's acting up. And so you need to kind of submit, make it submissive to you. And this harmful belief system that we're raised in is actually creating such an epidemic of proportions with mental illness, with spiritual 
this connection with physical illness and with all the epidemics that we are facing in our society. And so holistic wellness honors that the body is designed to heal and that there the body is not broken. The body is actually trying to help you. The body is trying to indicate what needs and tension from you. And so we work with all parts of the body. We don't treat it as a separate system. All the systems are correlated together. They all interact with each other and they all have a purpose and a design. And what's interesting you, you were saying is that there's a communication that's going on. Let's say you're thirsty we do receive those signals. And one of the signals that we often receive is something like, I feel. Well, mm -hmm. before you feel something, first those thoughts are vibrations and then they are then transferred into the physical body, which in turn then sends another signal. So I feel like there's just an ongoing circuit, if you will. Yeah. And when we are disconnected from our heart or when we're disconnected from other parts of our being external to our physical self, we are missing out on how to more holistically stay healthy. Mm -hmm. And um, yes. So you were talking about the moon. We're getting signals there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so sometimes the signals think that you're crazy, right? So like you and I were talking before this, that we both were feeling hyper vigilant, hypersensitive to the energies that were happening recently in the last week. And so a lot of my symptoms that I've contended with for my whole life will flare, right? So I'll be feeling great. And then all of a sudden I won't feel so good and I'll have a really bad migraine. I won't be able to shake and I'll have more fatigue and I'll have issues sleeping. And we're taught in our society, everything has to be logical, right? You have to figure it out in your brain. And when we do that, we assign judgment and expectation of what it's supposed to look like, what we're supposed to be doing, what it should be. And by doing that, we actually disconnect ourselves more from the body. So a lot of times when we spend all this time in our head thinking we can do mindset affirmations and kind of like trick the body into what we want it to do, we actually create more problems that exist in the physical body because it all is all related. So with holistic wellness is we connect all parts of the body together. We may not actually work on every single, all parts at the same time, but we still acknowledge that the mind, the body, and the spirit are all connected. And if they are not all worked together, we will not achieve healing. And so it goes against this belief system of what we've been raised in, in that you know, the body is broken. The mind is the only logical thing. If you don't see it, it's not real. And holistic wellness is backed by thousands of years of science with Ayurveda, right? With traditional Chinese medicine, with I Ching, with indigenous medicine. And so it's not like it's doesn't exist, that it's not real. I mean, the science has been around for thousands of years where Western medicine has only been around for like 150 years. And it's standardized. It's not, it's not looked at the individual person where Ayurveda, I Ching, traditional Chinese medicine, look at the individual, look at all the systems of the body, understanding that it's all related. And what's interesting also is that the more I've immersed myself in the Eastern approach, mm -hmm. which I was raised with and understanding mm -hmm. Ayurveda was something that came more naturally. But as I um, was mentioning earlier, I had issues with my I, I, what do you call it? my feminine energy, if you will. <laughs> and um, that translated also into um, issues with pregnancies. Mm -hmm. And that was very difficult. 
And I just intuitively knew what to do, but there was no guidance externally. Mm -hmm. So that intuition led me to acupuncture. Mm -hmm. I loved it. And now more recently, I've begun to study more deeply how this energy system works using Qigong and how it affects our meridians. And I just think that we are just missing out. Like, I'm so glad that for my son, I get to pass on this knowledge that Mm -hmm. I wish I had given. Like, you can avoid so much pain in life. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, even in, again, modern day society, right? So even if you grew up in in the East, in Asia and India, the systems are not revered the same way they were revered 2000 years ago. Again, because there's this bent on modern technology and modern is better. And we want, we want to, again, get rid of the old because it's old and we want the new, but the new does not necessarily work all the time. And it definitely doesn't work at, at chronic illness and chronic pain and disease. And so that's the issue is like, we don't want to throw out the baby with the bathwater. We want to take what works and we want to move that forward. And so when we can be open to trying something different, whatever that may look like for you, right? So you and I both like Qigong. I use Qigong every day too. I do, you know, I've traced my meridians. I do a lot of like, it's a mixture of what I do is energy medicine yoga with like Qigong and like some other stuff thrown in, right? With my breath. And so we do what works best for us because we are all designed differently. Even though we are all human beings, every person is an individual and has unique needs and experiences. And these unique needs and experiences affect how it shows up in the physical body, how it shows up in the emotional body, how it shows up in the mental body. So there is no magic pill. There is no magic protocol. There is no one size fits all. It's working to understand your body as an individual and, and like you said, being open to your intuition, right? Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not real. That is a valuable asset. When you can tap into that, that will lead you in the correct direction, right? So like I say, like follow the breadcrumbs. So when you begin to open up to something that's bigger than you, whatever that may look like, mother nature, universe, uh, you know, God, Allah, whatever that may be, you open up to something that has a higher intelligence, a higher self experience than you have. And it's, again, something that we're not taught in our society. Like spirituality is not a thing anymore in our society. And there's this whole disconnection. And I'm not talking about religion. It's a completely different aspect of it. And so when we can open up and surrender, give over, ask for help to something bigger than us, Life doesn't seem so hard. We don't seem as disconnected. We don't feel as disconnected. So it's finding whatever that may be for you. For me, that's mother nature, right? So I get outside every day and I talk to her and I'm like, what is going on? Like, what do I need to do? You know, I took the dog to the beach this morning. We just sat there and we we put our feet in the water. and We just sat there for an hour and just to reground, to refocus, to recenter in the now, because it's all that we have. There is no more, you know, the past is over. The future is not yet decided. And so when you're feeling really anxious, it's because you're future tripping. And when you're feeling really depressed, it's because you're spending so much time in the past and we only have the now. And that's why I utilize breath because it allows me to bring myself back into the present moment. It allows me to remember that there's safety in my body. It allows me to remember that my body's designed to heal, that my body is working for me, not against me. And that in turn, I need to work with it rather than against it. And just even the notion of having this holistic awareness, I believe truly can help with anxiety. For me Mm -hmm. specifically, 
I, I do forget, even though I'm aware, you know, because you're but, human, you're human. That's why. <laughs> yeah. And so when, when you forget like this, well, you, you and I were talking about the moon cycle and for the last few days, I have had my own symptoms, so to speak. And they're like some level of, I found myself not breathing properly, like holding my breath. Right. And, um, recognizing that I was a little more on edge a few days ago than I would like to have been what I did. And I find that this fascinating, you and I have so much in common about our approach to things is um, I was following a meditation where I essentially asked myself questions about how aware am, am I of my energy? Mm. It, it's like a conversation with myself mm -hmm. and doing it without judgment. So like, well, mm. I'm feeling really edgy. I'm very irritable rather than judging it, letting it go through me. It's, mm -hmm. it's a vibrational state mm -hmm. and I know where I want to be. And I'm, I know I'm not there. That's mm -hmm. where the issue is. And I think that's what we were talking about essentially is like, we're aware we're not at the vibration we want to be in. But you have control over that, right? Again, something we're not taught. So we're just taught like, you're in a bad mood, you're in a bad mood, you have to fester and mope and that's it. And then magically maybe a miracle occur and you'll get out of the bad mood, but you actually have the ability to change that. But again, because we're taught not to feel our feelings, we're not taught to feel our sensations because they're bad, they're not real, you know, they're not valid. We choose to hold our breath. We choose to not breathe properly we choose to ignore these things and push them down which just creates more trauma in the body creates more stuck energy which leads to disease illness pain all the things right and so when we can become aware like you did again you don't have to do it doesn't have to be a fancy thing right it's just being curious rather than having judgment or expectation rather than falling into the the belief system that you've been raised in the curiosity of like what what could be right about this that i'm not getting what could be my body be trying to tell me what you know what am i picking up right now is this even mine because a lot of times we carry this backpack of burdens of energies that aren't even ours but we think we have to carry them for everybody else right to in order to be the good daughter the good wife, the good mother, the whatever that looks like. And that again is another harmful narrative that affects our energetic state. It affects the awareness of, of finding joy, the awareness of being worthy, the awareness of you deserve to live the way that you want to, right? To free to be you. And so this is something that I'm playing with a lot too in my own life and that you know, the codependency techniques and the people pleasing techniques are really harmful and keep us in this lower energetic state. But when we can choose to put ourselves first, right, especially if we're struggling with illness or chronic pain, it's really important to, to understand like you deserve to be first. You deserve to take care of yourself. You deserve to do for you before you do for others because if you're not filled up and you're depleted you can't help anybody let alone yourself yeah and it's not necessarily like selfish it's oh. it, it's um self-care on mm -hmm. a different level it's not superficial like i'm going to the day spa it's right. about this authentic awareness or alignment of who exactly. you are so that energetically those that you are serving can be better served. And that's yes. that's how I see it. Yes, um, absolutely. I completely agree. It's a self-awareness of, you know, how am I 
presenting myself to the world, right? So like I have my own somatic healers that every three weeks I see, you know, actually it's like every two weeks I see somebody, right? And I have two separate healers. And so they work with me on my stuff still, because again, as long as you're in the physical body, you're going to be dealing with stuff. It just doesn't end until you leave the physical body. This is what we all sign up for. And so I would be hypocritical to be doing work with other people if I'm not doing the work still myself, right? So in order to be authentic, which is one of my, you know, missions is to be authentic, to speak my truth. I need to continue to do the work myself. And so it's very important to me to do that. And when I don't do that, or if it's a little bit like further along than I want it to be, you know, I have someone has to cancel and it gets pushed back week. Like I feel the difference and I'm like, nope, my body needs something. Right. So then maybe I'll increase the amount of breath I'll do. I'll do a little more Qigong. I'll, you know, I'll disconnect more from technology, whatever my body is telling me that needs to happen. Right. It's like the past few days, I haven't really been on technology because I had a migraine. There really was nothing that I needed to do. And my body was like, this is not happening. And so it will shut me down. And so I'm still learning that process, you know, 15, 20 years later, like, oh, you're going to shut me down now. Okay. I should have listened at the first instinct. Right. But again, we're human. So we're, we're infallible. We're going to make mistakes. We're not going to remember all of our tools. We're not going to be perfect all the time. It's a practice. But when you're aware of what's happening more so than not, you know, I'm consciously choosing to numb out. I'm consciously choosing to not do this thing. I'm consciously choosing to do this thing. There is an, an active awareness that allows the energy to flow rather than when we stifle things, when we you know, binge watch or addictive behaviors, we're not allowing the energy to flow. It's a stagnation and it creates more illness and disease in the body. And that ties back to you know the, the meta theme for this mm -hmm. podcast is energy awareness and essentially we are everything's energy even the, exactly. the matter like the phone that's a different form of energy but everything is energy the thoughts are energy and as you were saying though if the flow is not there through active conscious awareness then that's where the disease and discomfort starts mm -hmm. um just to break down this concept of holistic awareness and seeing it for how one can approach each area. So let's say body, mind, spirit, the whole mm -hmm. works. You've mentioned plant-based approach and um, Ayurveda. Perhaps for those who may not be familiar with that, just share how there are tools such as Ayurveda. There are tools to address each area. <clears throat> yeah, so as I said, we're all different, right? You're, we're all unique. So we may have predominantly more traits that put us in a different direction. So the way I practice Ayurveda is I eat with the seasons, right? So I don't, I don't, I try not to eat um, things that are not in season. I don't drink anything cold, even in the summertime. I only eat warm food in the winter. You know, I'm not going to eat a salad in the wintertime. So it's working again with the body, but also working with your body type because we're all unique. And there's the three doshas with Ayurveda. And it's similar, you know, in, in the other systems as well. But it's, it goes back to that whole idea of like working with your body, discovering how your body responds to stimuli, external stimuli and internal stimuli, right? And allowing it to teach you not you trying to control it and make it something right so like i remember years ago i went to this workshop for ayurveda 
when we took this quiz of what your dosha was and somebody didn't like the dosha they got and they're like, well, now I'm going to change it. I'm, I'm going to make it this. I want to be this. It's more appealing to me. And she was like, you can't just like, you can't just change it. Like if that's the way that your body presents, you know, this is, we have to work with it. And we want to have equal parts of all the doshas in order to have a balanced state. Again, this idea of the body is always working to achieve balance. And when the society we live in, we are working against the body 24 seven. Like we, you know, are consuming fake food. We are filling our world with more and more toxins. We have toxic water. We have toxic air. I mean, in the United States, you have toxic water, toxic air. This is not a third world country problem. We are consumed with plastic. You know, our body, our lungs, babies are filled with plastic when they're born. Like this is a very big problem. The personal care products, the cleaning products we use to clean our house filled with toxic chemicals that are carcinogenic, that are harmful, that are endocrine disruptors. And we wonder why, like we're a sick society. We think, oh, we live, we live longer than we used to live in the, in the industrial revolution, but we don't live well. And just because we live longer doesn't mean that we are healthier because we're not. And actually the age that we're living is, is drastically decreasing the past few years. And so it's again, like curiosity, like, oh, this thing that I thought I knew, maybe it's not right. Maybe it's no longer true for me. And just sitting with that, well, you know, where does that come up in my body? Where, where do I feel that? It may be it's a place that is numb. Maybe it's a place that I always have a sensation that's uncomfortable and I choose not to feel it. So again, like bringing awareness back to the physical body because we don't live in the physical body. We live solely in the mind, but the mind is simply part of the body. And uh, interestingly, uh, you are probably aware of this, but the mind actually is the worst place to be in, in terms of like, because you create the thoughts there and then they may turn into ideas. The ideas lead to one thing to another. However, if you think of it more metaphysically, mm -hmm. step back and looking at it energetically, you are orchestrating a series of conditions that may or may not necessarily be good for your soul. Exactly. And where it affects is then it gets locked into the energetic body of the physical body, which turns mm -hmm. into disease or discomfort mm -hmm. however i'd like to believe and i believe that i will be instrumental along with people like yourself that the next generation of humans or our generation needs to know that we can change we yes. can, can holistically evolve and live a healthier state mm -hmm. absolutely so whether it's, it's what food you're giving your body right yep yeah, it's that it goes back to that awareness, right? Like the awareness is really key in all areas of life. And, you know, where are you ingesting physically and visually, right? So I don't watch the news. Um, you know, what are you using your senses for? Like, are you actually using them? Because most people are not aware that they have the sixth sense. Like everyone is has the ability to do that, but we're not taught again how to do that. And because we live so disconnected, we don't even use our regular senses as as well as we should. And so, you know, Bruce Lipton talks about this in biology of belief, like epigenetics, in that your environment is what causes the sickness, not your gene, not your gene expression. Like genetics is not the issue. It's your environment. It's the awareness of what are you choosing? And like the, the thoughts you have, you know, 85% of them are negative and repetitive. So if you're spending all of your time in your head, you know, people say it's like the bad neighborhood you want to avoid because it is really 
destructive. And it is something that that's why I say it's like more than just mindset, though, because when we think like, oh, it's just mindset, I'll change my thoughts, I'll change my life. It's not that. Yes, that's a part of it. But again, you still need to bring the body and the spirit along. And that's what we do in holistic wellness. Yes. So not only are you aware of the thoughts, the vibrations, the senses, like you were saying, becoming more heightenedly aware of your sixth sense, Mm -hmm. but then also becoming aware of your environment and Mm -hmm. how it can create the conditions and vibration of your being. Um, You mentioned breath work, which is incredible because it really brings you back to the moment. Can you share a little bit about that connection to the holistic wellness? Yeah, so for me, I've been practicing breath work for, I don't know, years, right? Through yoga, through a Kundalini yoga practice. And what I didn't realize until I embarked on this trauma-informed breathwork training was that I was using breathwork as a way to escape from my body, to escape the pain, to escape the sensations. I was still just using it as a tool, but it was actually causing me more harm. And so the body is really, really smart. And again, we're not taught this. So the body knows like when you're checked out. And well, healing will not happen because you need to be in the physical body in order to heal. So for all the years I was doing breath work and I was like, oh, I feel great when I'm doing it, but I feel so much worse for days after. Like, why is that? And, you know, the kind of lady teachers were like, oh, you're just not doing it enough. I'm like, ah, oh, this doesn't sound right to me. Right. And so I was creating more trauma in my body by choosing just again, escape my body rather than be present with what is because we're not taught that if you're present with what is the emotion, the sensation, and you actually allow it to be expressed, it's 60 to 90 seconds. But I was choosing not to allow it to express. So it's, you know, 40 years of shit piled up that I'm not dealing with. And it's like you you have a bucket, it becomes to a point where it's full and it's overflowing, your body can no longer deal. And so then it looks like a shit show, like everything is just going out of sorts, right? And so when I embarked on this training, I really didn't want to do it. I was like, I've done so many trainings. Like, what is this? I've done breath work. What am I going to learn here? I've done trauma research for five years. And something kept telling me like, you need to do the training, right? The universe kept sending it to me. And I was like, fine, I'll do the training. And it was the first time in like 38 years that I had been in my body, like actually felt what was coming up, experienced what was happening and allowed the body to process it. And so it was really interesting to me that I was like, wow, this is crazy. All I'm doing is is intentionally breathing. And so I began to incorporate it into my offerings because I found that for myself and for others, that it allows you to feel the power that your body possesses, right? Just by simply breathing, as well as it allows us to be in a more curiosic state of curiosity rather than one of judgment or expectation. And so I start a lot of sessions with breath first. I'll say, let's just take some breaths. Let's just land here in the now, right? And what's coming up? Like, what is the body trying to tell us? And that will lead the the direction that will go. And in workshops, I allow movement first because there are no rules in breath. Like you can do whatever works for you, right? It's your practice. There's no agenda. It's an, you know, it's an individualized approach. What works for me may not work for you. And that's fine. Like we really don't care. Again, we let the body breathe us. And so in workshops, like I'll do energy medicine first to get people moving again, physically in the body and they can like move some of the energy out. So they're less nervous, right? Like, what is this thing going to look like? What is this breath work thing? Right. And then when they're, 
they have the time to settle down into breath, it's not as scary because they're like, oh, I'm just laying here breathing at my own pace, at my own speed, at my own depth. And I'm being, I'm being held in this safe space and I'm in my own environment, right? So like, this is why I work mostly virtual because I can feel safe in my own environment. This person can feel safe in their own environment. And that's the first step of healing is safety. And so for me, breath was a really integral part. And I was like, this is, this is crazy. I need to bring more people to this. And so the last, you know, year and a half or so I've been using it and I've found it to be really powerful. You know, people are always surprised of like five, 10 minutes. Like that was crazy. That was just 10 minutes of breathing. I'm like, yeah, wow. And then, you know, I got this download. Oh, this thing came to me. Oh, I had this idea. Oh, I felt this thing. Oh, this reminded me of that, you know, whatever. Right. And even if that doesn't happen, that's okay too. Again, it's different every time. It's different for every person. And that's the beauty of it. And it's something that's always available. It's free. You don't have to learn how to do it. I don't do activating breath with people. And if I do, it's a very short amount of time, 30 seconds at a clip, because I'm not wanting to cause more trauma. I'm wanting you to trust the body so that it can release the trauma that you've been holding for years. And this trauma that you're speaking of, um, you know, we've heard there's the big T, small T, different levels of trauma. And I, I feel the way your approaches for holistic wellness it allows us to if done effectively at a younger age and practice like the way society should it should mm -hmm. ch change the way in which we live our lives ideally because yeah. that is why the ancient practices existed they had figured things out for subcultures that were a little more advanced right. and i I feel like the work that you're doing is bringing that back to modern times. And I mean, I believe that you probably are aware of others who are now doing this more proactively, but I feel mm -hmm. like Western society and even Eastern has missed something lately. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, again, it's that whole like <clears throat> revering of technology, moving away from, you know, respecting the innate wisdom of mother nature, respecting the innate wisdom exists in the body and revering just technology. You know, you can't get away from technology now. Like there are satellites aiming 5G at the entire globe. And so it is no longer something that you can say, I don't know what that is, right? And so to me, it's really sad because it just speaks to the disconnection of how we don't respect what was created that we did not actually create and the wisdom that exists there. And so that I tie in mother nature into each session because I want people to remember that wisdom because that wisdom lives within you. That wisdom lives with around all of us. And it's always there to be appreciated and revered and respected. And instead we pollute it and disrespect it and abuse it. And so I'm, my campaign is like to get people to remember what is there, like eat your weeds, right? go outside, take five deep breaths. You know, the dog and I at the beach today, we were listening to the waves. We heard the birds. We saw the birds. You know, we felt the sand and the water. You know, we really let like all of our senses be felt. And if you watch an animal, they do that. That has not been bred out of them. But for humans, it's been bred out of us, right? Like, we'll oh, we'll watch a video on YouTube and feel like, we were outside we watched you know someone hiking through the woods no like go outside like go out into the environment you know and indoor air is more polluted than outdoor air unless it's you know a wire fire but you know it's like this whole idea of 
going back to basics. Like I live very basic. I don't do all these fancy things. I don't have all these fancy technologies in my house because they're harmful. And so, and I'm vigilant in my body. And so again, it's like remembering that the body is directing you where you need to pay your attention to. And if that is a a message to not disconnect from it, to not disassociate from it, to actually respect it for the wisdom that exists there. Even when you mentioned getting outside, I um, started practicing grounding Mm -hmm. not so long ago and enjoy that. And I also more proactively about a few months ago started doing things in nature with my family. Even though I'm surrounded by beauty and I have access to it, I live near the beach. Mm-hmm. I wasn't doing much, especially during COVID. I had just become a hermit in the in the house, mm-hmm. and I recognize the fact that even if it's a short little flat hike near mm-hmm. a lagoon, it's on such a deep level it shifts your energy just to be out there. So I I agree with you. I think that um, what you've provided is such a great overview of holistic awareness and energy awareness. And I truly hope I can bring you back because there are a few other topics I think we can go deeper in. And that would be great. And the show notes will have all of your details. I'm hoping people check out all your wisdom and your offerings. Yes, thank you. Grab the free gifts and come on over to mindbodyspiritbreath.com. Thank you, Amy. And I will definitely have you back if you want to be back. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Thanks for tuning in, sweet soul. If you've enjoyed this episode, I would be so grateful for your kind review on Apple Podcast. Simply click on the link in the show notes to leave your lovely feedback and uplift our spirits. Your support means the world to me and helps our show thrive. So please show me your love and continue to practice Omni Mindfulness.